the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Motero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about overcoming adversity, and I couldn't have think of a better guest than one of my mentees, Mr. Frank Gonzalez himself. Frank is one of those students that I met at UCF, but since the moment I met Frank, I saw something so special in him. And this guy, I know this guy's going to have such a bright future, and it's not because of the academics, but it's for the drive that you can see in his eye. This guy, there's nothing you can put in front of Frank that he will not overcome. And so we're going to go into this, uh, in this podcast, we're going to go into his story, we're going to go into what he has planned for the future, because ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, you will know Frank. You will know Frank. So, but without further ado, Frank, how are you today, my friend? Daniel, first of all, man, I want to say thank you for having me. I'm super thrilled to be here. Guys, if you haven't tuned into the podcast, I've been an avid listener and I'm super excited for what you got going on, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am just good, man. It's Friday. Um, I get to hang out with you for the next couple of you know <laughs> minutes at least. And just to talk about your story, something that I've already heard and, and, and love and, and just love it. And just the fact that you're opening it up and sharing it with the audience for more students to understand uh, some of the struggles that we as first-generation students, and I say we because... Your story, I relate to it a lot because I've, I've faced not the same struggles, but I faced struggles while I was in high school, college, and just growing up in America, um, and your parents not have gone to college and not be able to guide you through that whole process because it's not as simple as it might seem. Um, so I, I'm just so excited just to be able to talk to you about it. And so let, let's start, man. Uh, first of all, why did you want to go to college? Okay, um, to touch on that, I got to give you uh, a brief where, history. Where should we start then? Where should we start? We, uh, I can start right, I can start with Publix. Let's start with my job. Start with my job. So when I was 19, I hit the workforce early. Um, I was working a lot, putting money first, and I don't know, Daniel, like after a while, I started feeling this cycle of driving one way, coming back the same. Driving there, coming back this, and, and it was just a big circle, and, and I felt like something was missing. Um, I knew my mom never went to college. Um, my sister is actually an engineer, so I did not want to sit at that dinner table, and I was like, you know what, I'm going back to school. And I made that decision to come to UCF when I was, after I got my AA from Polk State College. And yeah, ever since then, man, it's it's been a, it's been a great experience. So tell me a little bit about your your life before high school or before college. Oh man. Um okay, so as you already know, I was I was undocumented until I was 19 years old. So when I graduated high school, I had to take a trip. I had to make a decision. So I was an ambitious kid and I had to make a decision either stay at home and wait on the bureau to make a decision, or I could go to Virginia and work as a migrant worker. 
me being the ambitious person that I was, I could not sit at home. So I was like, you know what? I packed my backpack and I, I booked it to Virginia. And I was working 70 plus hours a week for $7 an hour. And I grew up American. So it was like, it was really hard for me to understand what was going on. But when I started becoming a believer in like education and self-development, um, it, it led me to read a book and it was called The 50th Law. And it was by Robert Greene and 50 Cent. And then all, all it talked about was was fear and, and overcoming fear and making decisions when all the odds are against you. So I read that book and it really impacted me um, during that time. And I was able to see past my, my circumstances. And yeah, man, it was, it, was, it was pretty tough. So I know that for a period of time, you, you, when you had realized, I, you, at some point you didn't even know that you were undocumented, yeah. right? And then you realized that your only option was either wait or to go to work, and you decided to go work, you know, less than minimum wage, working 70, 70 hours a week until, you know, you were able to go back to, you know, school, right? Yeah. And so now when you went back to school... What are some of the obstacles that you've you have faced that have made it you know that maybe the average student doesn't face? So I would say a lot had to do with pride and not knowing. Um, you you try to convince yourself that you're the same as everybody, but in our reality, you're not. You, I realized that I wasn't asking enough questions. Um, Honestly, I didn't even know how to fill out a financial aid form. So it was it was the small things that that really affected me. My study habits. You know, my my mom, she used to literally tell me, you know, I used to be like, Mom, I have this big test coming up and she used to be like, Oh son, just pray for it. And I'm like, Mom, you know, like that only works so much, but I, I actually have to, you know, these kids have study habits, they have tutors they have all this i just can't pray and and you know take the test so um that was a big thing man it was just the little things that i didn't know that was that was that ended up being a huge obstacle for me i would agree with you i think my mom she cared about me going to school and she wanted me to graduate college but she just didn't know how to guide me right so like i think even more it affected me more when i was in high school and what i needed to do to get into a good university and I think that's why most first-generation students or even Hispanic students end up going to community college first because we just don't know the proper way to get into a good university. Like, st- study for your SAT in your, so- in your sophomore yeah. year of high school and all the things that come with it. And I think those were my struggles, too, as a first-generation student is not knowing the deadlines and not knowing how to apply for FAFSA, how to apply for financial aid, that I needed to make sure that every form was filled out because they will not let you take a class without it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what made, So how did you end up um, at UCF, a University of Central Florida? So this is going to sound crazy, but... Um, so when I turned 19, they gave me a work permit, and, and that was the only reason why you know, I was able to get my AA. And during that work permit, I don't know if... You know, everybody's familiar, but you're not allowed to receive no um, government assistance. So there was no financial aid. Um, I was blessed to work at a company that allowed me to to pay for school, you know, out of pocket. It was it was hard labor, but I did it. I managed to work full time and to pay for my AA, um, you know, cash. Um, 
But after that, my work permit expired. And again, so I was stuck in another boat. I just lost my job. And all my friends, you know, all my friends were still in college. They were they were doing great things. And I was just, I felt like I was sitting back and watching from the sidelines. And again, I was going with that, oh, am I, am I too old to be in college? And, and my, I was struggling with that a lot, like a lot of internal conflict. But one day, my friend decided to take me with him to UCF and study. And I just saw possibilities. I saw all the opportunity. And, and I looked, I, I told myself, I was like, one day... I'm going to graduate from the school when I had no, it was literally like no light. There was, there was no light. I had to make my own light. And I told myself, you know what, one day I'm going to, I'm going to graduate from this university and I, and I don't care what it takes. And, you know, before you know it, I, I was eligible for my green card. I got my green card and that allowed me the opportunity to study at, at UCF and the rest is history. I'm, I'm, that that's that's the main goal right now. It's the main focus. But it's not history. So what I've seen you grow a lot in the last, you know, year or so. Tell me about your journey and how your mindset has changed. Because I think the biggest change that you've gone through in the last time since we've met is how your mindset has shifted and continued to develop itself. So we'd love to talk a little bit about your mindset. Alright, so a lot has to do with you, man. You um you came into my life almost at the perfect moment. Uh, so I'll tell you guys, I was in a, a club called Alpha. You know, I, I joined the club and I went to this this meeting they had, and and Daniel was presenting, and he at the time he was working for Pepsi, and he, he was speaking with so much passion, and and I just saw a dog in him, and I was like, man, like I I have to talk to this guy. Like I don't know what it is, but I have to talk to this guy because. Cause he's making an impact right now. So after after his presentation, I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, Daniel, can I please get a business card?" You know, and and I was scared because you know that that's the first time of me networking. You know, like I, I took that and uh, yeah, man, you you told me you were like, uh, "Email me." So I emailed you. You didn't email me back. I did. You didn't. No, no way. He didn't email me back. So I was like, you know what? It's the test. I waited a month and I was like, you know what? I'm going to email him again. I'm like, hey, Daniel. Did uh, email back then? No, you emailed me back then. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second time I've yeah, been called yeah. out on this. And I'm like, I always reply. All right, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Um, you know, you said, uh, here's my number, call me. And I called you and you were like, hey, Frank. What can I do for you? How can I help? And I was like, "This, this does he really want to help me? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I was I was kind of confused. I was like, what, what do I do? He's like, if you, if you want a job, um, this is what you do. Send me your resume. And it it was that simple. It was it was uh, it it told me that it, it showed me the power of networking, right? It showed me the power of networking. So after that, you know, we sat at Starbucks, we talked, and and all of a sudden, you you. You, I was fortunate enough for you to accept to be my mentor, you know, um, and I, and you invited me to your house. I saw how this guy schedules his day by the second, by the way, it was really stressful and overwhelming to see him, 
Schedule his day by the second. No, and I was like... By like 15 minute increments. 15 minute increments. Whatever, man. This guy, he's a scheduler. Man. He's a planner. And I wasn't. So that was pretty intimidating at first. But it let me know what other people were doing. And, and that changed my mindset. I'm like... And I'm, I consider myself a hard worker. But I, I thought you were outworking me. And I was like, okay, that that is different. And I, I need to know what he's doing. Right. Well, I think I, you know, it, this this actually conversation has taken us to a whole another topic. Um, yeah. But I love it because this is what I think students need to understand is hard work is important, but it's also smart. Like you know, you guys always hear the phrase "work smart, not hard." But if you can work hard and smart, that is a killer combination, right? And so I purposely look for students that have a strong work ethic. And I don't think I've ever met somebody who has a stronger work ethic than Frank. And to be frank about Frank, <laughs> um, that's probably why I probably have gone out of my way the most to try to invest in him is because he already has a work ethic, which is the hardest thing to teach. And if I could just teach him to be smart about his time and be smart about his work ethic, this guy would be unstoppable. And so... When I say that you're gonna know who Frank is, and you, it's because I know his work ethic, and I know how much his mindset and how much he's already developed and changed in the time that I've known him. That I have no doubt that he'll reach any goal he sets as long as he works hard and smart, and I know he could do both, right? Yeah. Is that is that is yeah. that clicking? Because like in the beginning, you were like you would hear me, but you didn't listen to me. Yeah, yeah, no, and that that again go, comes with the first generation thing. It was just I was too prideful. I mean, th- these are things that, that Talk, yeah. these, are, these are things that first generation kids deal with. And um, if you don't mind me sharing the the the, the way I see first generation, right? I, I see it with like an image, right? So the way I see it is the way I see college and this whole this whole game of, of success and all this is, is basically ladders, right? Like, just because other people are given a ladder and you have to build yours doesn't mean you guys aren't going to the same place, right? And and the way I, I've overcame adversity and, and all that is is by keeping this image of the ladder is is knowing that when the storm hits and my ladder is when my ladder hits the ground, I'll be able to rebuild it. And and, and I'll have all the proper tools, uh, the work ethic to, to rebuild my ladder. And, and a lot of people, man, like, I, you know, I hate to sound like this, but they're they're too soft to rebuild that ladder, you know? Yeah, and so you, you give a great point. I'm really glad we talk about this because I think about this all the time, right? And, and as a first generation or as a minority or as a female in the workforce, whatever it is that you're at a disadvantage, right? Like statistically, meaning you should not be sitting here, right? Yeah, for sure. We should not be having this conversation. At all. Like yeah. statistically, um, you've defied statistics. You've defied expectations. I've defied expectations. I mean, if you look at statistics, first generation, minorities, People who grew up with without a dad, or you know, people who grew up with daddy issues, like they're not gonna do much with their life, right? And so you are at a disadvantage at that point. But I've come to the realization that 
your disadvantage is an advantage. That once you've figured out that you are a disadvantage, you have that advantage, right? And, and I have multiple examples to talk about this, right? Yeah. Um, my wife, Jessica, her story is in an in a earlier podcast. She grew up, you know, in a family, you know, that her, her dad and her mom both went to college, right? She knew that she needed to go to college. Her mom and her dad were on her about applications and everything like that. She's smarter, right? She's by far smarter than us, book smarter than us. I was studying for the DSP pledge test, right? And she had memorized it in the, in the 30 minutes that we were reviewed together. I had already studied four hours before that. She memorized the test before I did, right? Yeah. She's that much smarter than us. But one thing that no one can take away is our, is our, is our drive and, and our and up hustle, like yeah. hustle over talent. Yeah. That no matter what she cannot, that is built by the circumstances that we went through, right? Yeah. So she could be smarter than us and her and a lot of other people could be smarter than us, but she can never have the motivation and hustle that we naturally have, yeah. right? But we can get smarter. Yeah. But it's a lot harder for them to get the hustle. Exactly, yeah. And another example I would say is minorities or women in the workforce. Now, more and more companies are trying to diversify their workforce where if a, a female and a male are both apply, applying for the same job, right? And even in the female and they're let's say both qualified or I would even say that even if the female is less qualified she would get the job before the guy just because they're trying to get more females up in the workforce or even in management yeah. so that minority or that disadvantage of being a female in the workforce becomes an advantage and that continues to play out so as long as you're self-aware of your disadvantages those disadvantages become your advantage. Yeah, and and to touch on that, this, it's funny because you said um, to to a certain point I didn't even know I was an immigrant, and that that goes. I give all the credit to my mom is that for some reason or somehow she knew that the power of a word um, would impact me. So if if I grew up knowing that, you know. I was an immigrant or I was, you know, disadvantaged. If I kept hearing those words, it was going to stick in my mind, you know, and, and I was going to actually believe it. Right. I was going to actually believe that. Yes, I'm an immigrant. Yes, I can't go to school. I can't do all the I can't. The word I can't would have been there. Right. So she raised me to believe that that I was a citizen and that I could do anything I want. Not maybe not a citizen, but that I could accomplish anything I ever wanted. Right. That That's how she raised me in. And I give her all the credit for, for anything I've ever done is, is that she raised me to believe that I can, right? So that's what essentially what we're talking about right now is that a disadvantage is all perspective. Like once you get through whatever, like whatever adversity you're going through, that makes you that much stronger, right? Um, it makes your story that much stronger. One thing I live by is... You can either make it your excuse or you can make it your story. I don't know about you, Daniel. I want I want my story to be at least 20 plus chapters. <laughs> I don't want to stop writing my story. I want to keep talking. And, and I've gotten a lot of 
good stories from my adversity. You know, a hard life is an easy one to talk about. And there's not one successful person that hasn't endured adversity or hasn't persevered through something. And I get so much inspiration. You know, my personal story is immigrant. That just happened. But other people is a death in the family, um, a divorce. Um, it's just different types of struggles that people go through. And I'm, I want to be an example to, you know, everybody. And I hope everybody is more comfortable talking about their disadvantages. That way we can, you know, create more confidence in those that are going through the same thing in college while working two jobs, you know, that can give them that, that extra push, you know, something that academics won't necessarily do. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's self-explanatory, man. Just, just keep pushing through and, and you're going to be all right. No, I mean, I'm 100% with you on that. It's, it's just about being self-aware, understanding your shortcomings and what you've gone through. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. So appreciate, enjoy the struggle. And it's hard to say that when you're in the middle of the struggle and you see no light at the end of the tunnel, but you got to just create your light. And, and then it's also a key part of it is surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. And which is what I'm going to transition to the next thing I want to talk about because I've been seeing you do you I've been seeing you surrounding yourself with the the kind of people you're surrounding yourself with the type of people that you want to be. Yeah. Right? So why don't you share with me about how has that changed and how you choose your friends or how you choose who you spend your time with? Uh can I say names? You can say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so just um, no cur- no cursing because no, I no, 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 no. like clean. <laughs> no, for I sure. am, this is a clean show. <laughs> clean, clean. We'll keep it clean. We'll keep it clean. Um, so I'm pretty sure everybody here knows Omar Nasser and Jesse Crumley. So these two guys have probably been the most have made the most impact in my college career. You know, Jesse is this guy that's extremely professional is a doer sets goals he wants to be top notch right and he I, is top he notch. is top notch yeah he is top notch i'm sorry jesse <laughs> <laughs> so i saw that in him and i was like man i swallowed my pride and i was like that guy's better than me man i don't i don't know what it is but he's better than me at something or a lot of things right so, probably a lot of things, right? So, <laughs> most things. <laughs> most things. Jesse, yeah. you're a superstar. <laughs> we got to get Jesse on the podcast next. Yeah. Omar has been on the podcast. <laughs> For sure. Omar is this guy that's just a natural, right? He's he's a seller, man. He, he will sell you a rock at the beach. Like, this guy <laughs> can sell anything, right? Uh, so, I, I noticed that about him, too, is that he wants to be the best, right? He wants to be... And he's better than me. And... and and I swallow my pride when I say that is, is he's better than me and he can teach me a lot, right? So the way I see it is like at a, in a race, right? You're sprinting in a race. You have to be the, the slowest person to put in the most work, right? Like you have to surround yourself by faster people so you can get faster, right? It's just natural. If you're the fast, even if you're the most talent, if you're the fastest person, or if you're the smartest person in the room, something's wrong. Like you're you surrounding gotta, yourself with the wrong people. Yeah, right? You gotta go to another room. You gotta go to another room, right? To it, keep challenging yourself. And, and if you don't know who the dumbest person in the room, it's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So 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 yeah, so 
recently networking has been huge, man. I, I, I see how much it's impacted me is hanging around with people that are better than me. And, and like you told me one time, it's like, it's surrounding, you can have more than one mentor, right? Like there's, there's mentors that can mentor you when it comes to business, when it comes to emotion, when it comes to the physical, you know, but you, but you need a coach. Yeah. LeBron is the greatest player to ever live, but he's had a coach his whole life. Yep. Right. Somebody has made him better. Yep. Every step of the way. I do want to touch on something you just said. And because I am putting all the pieces together because I look at you, what you and Jesse, um, how you guys talk and hang out and just really like iron sharpens iron. But one of the things that I think is awesome is about adding value to each other's life. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just said that Omar and I'm going to say Omar because I, I've seen you guys do your mor morning workout routines. Right. Yeah. You just said that Omar is better than you at a lot of things, including sales and just very professional, right? Mm -hmm. But one thing that you are better at, Omar, is being in shape and working out, right? Yeah. And so I've seen you being able to provide value to Omar and being able to create that win-win situation, which is what I always tell you to do is you can always provide value, right? You can always provide value. And um, it doesn't matter if the other person might seem like they're, they're too busy, too important, too successful, you are going to be a subject matter expert at something. And I talked about that in the, in the podcast where I talked about networking. But seeing it come to life in your example, is, it's just beautiful. It's just, it's, it's art, man. Because <laughs> now you see it, right? Because yeah. now you're, you're able to provide Omar value. Omar's providing you value. And you have such a genuinely great friendship because of it. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's the key to college, man, is, is, is surrounding yourself with individuals that's the key to life. I'm sorry. That's the key that's, to life. That's the key to life. I mean, networking is going to be one of the biggest reasons why you reach your goals or not. No one does it alone. No one, right? And so it's the people you know and get to know that open the, the, the doors to allow you to accomplish things that you never thought you can accomplish, right? I think like maybe by you meeting me, you realize that you can accomplish more than you thought, right? And... By you meeting Omar, you realize that a student can accomplish what a student can accomplish, and so on. And it's that is how do you create a relationship where you're both getting something out of it? And what you and Omar have created, what you and Jesse and Omar created, and I know there's others there that we're, we're probably not giving them justice, but that's beautiful. I, I mean, even to the point where um, Tony, he has his own podcast. He's the one who helps me with this podcast. I've been, you know, trying to. I've been mentoring him for a while and he never thought he could provide value to me, but Tony knows this podcast would not be a reality if it wasn't for him. He's adding so much value that maybe right now I feel guilty that he's added more value than I've added him. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't feel that way because I've helped him and given him great advice. But regardless, that's a win-win relationship. That, that is how you build a strong, lasting network. Because if you are helping each other and is a transactional one time you helped me and that's it. You did not build a strong foundation. And if you go back and ask for something later in the future, they will not text you back or email you back. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I also want to dive into now because we mentioned it a little slightly and you, you started talking about it. Is about how you reach your those big goals. And I think it's about breaking it down 
and going after it one step at a time. So finding somebody who's done the goal that you want to do and then learn from them and then take it step by step. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You want to elaborate that? Because we've talked about this. It's funny you say that because I just watched a TED Talk the other day. As a matter of fact, I probably send it to Jesse and Omar. Like We do this. We send each other TED Talks, motivational videos, or... Just, just, just topics like that. Um, but I watched a, a video and the guy said he was a C minus student, um, and he gave a a foundation on on how to achieve your most ambitious goals. And what he said, what he accomplished was amazing. I can't remember like specifically, but what he did was he he literally said, put your phone down and work at your most ambitious goal for five minutes. Right. So so what he was saying essentially was that people forget that a beautiful canvas isn't started with it, it just doesn't appear, you know what I mean? It it takes like the smallest strokes, the smallest um skill and and time to like really create a masterpiece, right? So he said each Every five minutes, do do the little things. Do the little things, and, and make it a habit. Make it a habit, and, and soon you have that that masterpiece, right? But it takes time, and that's I think where a lot of people I struggle with it too is like, you know, you want that tomorrow, kind of, you know what I mean? But like, now I'm accepting. I'm I'm enjoying it. Let me say that I'm I'm enjoying the process of taking the small steps because there's so much value. You, you you build so much more skill if you take your time at it and you're patient. So th- that's what I'm really enjoying is, is the process. The I believe once I get to that goal of mine, you know, that that ambitious goal is all that's going to do is make me want to achieve another ambitious goal. But I'm going to already know, I'm going to have the mindset and I'm going to know the steps. I'm going to know the fundamentals to get there. And and that's why I'm enjoying the process. I don't know it yet. But I know that the process will get me there. I know that by taking the time to email this person and sitting with coffee, it, it, it shows it's a little thing, but it will pay off. It will pay off in the long run. Or if I write a thank you card to this, it's the smallest things that really set you apart. And I think a lot of people, a lot of college kids especially, um, forget about that. No, I... I mean, I couldn't have said any better myself. I really do think, and and I'm dealing with now, like, I think I've accomplished a lot, you know, for my age. Um, I think I'm very, I'm very happy with my life and what I've accomplished so far. But to me, it's, there's always going to be more, but there's always a process. And I understanding that the bigger the goal, the harder it is to get there. But if it wasn't hard that everybody would do it and then it wouldn't mean the same, mm-hmm. right? Like it just wouldn't mean the same. Like I, I, somebody was sharing me about like, imagine if you went to a casino, right? Mm-hmm. And you won every time you played. The first day you were probably like, man, I am the luckiest person in the world. But every time you sat in the table, you knew you were going to win. It takes the fun out of it. It's yeah. no longer fun. Yeah, it's not. Right? And so the, if, it, if you knew that everything you did, 100%, was going to be successful, it would no longer be fun. That it, it's not because you appreciate what you have because of the failures and obstacles that you went through for, 
for overcoming those adversities. Because if it was so easy that every time you were in the soccer field, you touched the ball and went in, soccer would not be fun. Wouldn't. So the only reason why anything that you do is enjoyable is because it's challenging. Yeah. That is the only reason why it's fun. Yeah, nobody wants to watch a blowout. Those games are the, and the worst ones to yeah, watch. The worst ones to watch, yeah. And there's still a little bit of uncertainty there. Yeah. So you want that challenge. So the harder it is, the more you will enjoy it. And the more that it will be it was worth the effort and time. Yeah. I don't know though, man. I I think I could use a a couple wins at the casino right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Alright, my friend. I know we're almost getting to that point where um, we want to make sure that the episodes are consistent, but I just love our conversations. What is the one thing you wish students or anybody listening to this podcast would take away from our conversation? Two words. It's just keep going. Like, no matter where you come from or what your circumstances, it's just keep going and, and don't quit. Because I'm right there with you. Like, I I didn't have the cards. They weren't given to me. But I'm enjoying every step of the way. And, and I want them to really know, like, to, to think about their generation. Right? Like, what are you going to teach your kids one day? You know? You want to just accomplish everything you can so one day you can teach your generation, you know, what you've been through. And, and make that process that much easier. So, so I... I would just say keep going, like no matter what. I love it. I love it. Well, Frank, man, in front of everybody, I'm admitting it right now. Man, I'm so happy and glad I met you, man. Um, I, I just know you're going to have such a bright future. And I look forward to seeing you to continue to grow and to continue to achieve your goals. And, and you know that anything that you need, man, you can count on me. I'm here. I know I give you a hard time. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> why are you laughing, man? Tell them. Why, go ahead. Go ahead. Just know that when people are making you uncomfortable, it's because they care. If, no. if, 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 it's, if, it's not, if it's too comfortable, you're not growing. Daniel's the guy that's going to make you uncomfortable, so be prepared for that. No, what do you mean by that? Uncomfortable by, like, challenging you to become better, right? So I work out. The most annoying people are the ones that get you better. It's the guy that's always in your ear like, one more rep. Yeah, you, you got 10, but you could get 11. You got 11, but you could get 12. You got 12, but you could get 13. And, and it's uncomfortable, you know? Like, you, your body's tired at 10, but you're the guy that's one more. One more. And, and that, man, I, I, I thank you. Like, I'm forever grateful I met you, you know? But you gave me a hard time. Like, <laughs> like I, it was not even lo- not too long ago that you were giving me a hard time because I was giving you a hard time. I don't know, man. Sorry, Daniel. No. <laughs> no. Hey, it's all good. Um, it's all great. I give him a hard time because I care. Because I know he could do better. I'm just trying to push him so that he can realize he could do better. But as you guys heard yourself, he, he realizes that he's he set up, man. He You know? You you got this. This is we're all excited to see what you do next, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited too. I'm excited for everybody, honestly, man. I can't. I'm humbled. I'm humbled to be here. Well, you guys heard it, Frank, the man, <laughs> La Cucaracha himself, <laughs> was on the podcast. Well, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. 
I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Please make sure you leave a, leave a review. I'm at 100 right now, but with your help, I can get to 200. Get them to 200. All right. See you guys next time. Thank you from the bottom of my heart from taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. I truly hope that you loved it as much as I enjoyed making and creating this content for you. My goal is to provide content that's going to help you master college and land your dream job. So if this helped you and if you know someone that should listen to this podcast, please, please share it with them. Nothing will make me happier than to see this podcast grow and make this community bigger so that we can help every student be able to graduate with their dream job. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.